Hello, everyone. Welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, March 18th, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. Made it through another week. Big Friday show coming up here. I just want to remind everyone that on Monday, I will have the the uh, San Francisco Republican Party chair, the head of the San Francisco Republican Party, John Dennis, who's also running against Nancy Pelosi this year. And we'll talk about Nancy Pelosi, we'll talk about national stuff, we'll talk about COVID, we'll talk about Ukraine, Russia, we'll talk about what's happening here in San Francisco and California. Uh, but on Monday, definitely tune in Monday for John Dennis. Okay? Um, right now, I really want to talk a little bit, you know, I, I haven't mentioned, I don't think I've mentioned Hunter Biden once. Hunter Biden once, and, and we're coming up on 80 shows, all right? I've been doing this now since November. We're almost at show number 80, and I haven't mentioned Hunter Biden once. Basically because I don't really care that much. I really don't. I don't care about this stuff. Um, I know with Donald Trump, everything his kids did mattered, right? Everything Donald Trump Jr. did, everything Eric Trump did, they were, they were spoofed on Saturday Night Live mercilessly for months and for years, for years and years and years. Um... And anything they did mattered a lot, though, when it came to the left media. When it came to CNN, MSNBC, any little thing they said or did was a big-time story. Of course, with, with Joe Biden's son, it doesn't matter. And look, Hunter Biden's history is much more sorted, much more sorted than probably any son of a president in a very long time. And you can't compare him to Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. Um, lots of problems with drugs, and that's a shame. Lots of problems exacerbated by the him taking his photos of him in this horrible state. So we saw a lot of really sordid photos of him. And, of course, we know the laptop thing, right? But the point I really want to make is now we're seeing the New York Times saying there might be something to this, right? The New York Times is saying there might be something to this. Sorry about that beep. Um, but the New York Times said all along it was fake news, didn't they? Didn't New York Times say during the whole campaign it was all fake news? It was all fabricated news by the Republicans, by the right? Isn't that what they said? I could have sworn that's what they said. But now, of course, we're, you know, free and clear of the election and Joe Biden's president no matter what. And now they're saying, well, there could be something to it. Maybe it wasn't fabricated. Now, we know Russia, Russia, Russia was indeed fabricated. All of it was fabricated. It was all phony. It was all phony news. Russia Maddow covered it for four years because it, was, it got views. It gave MSNBC their highest ratings. So they kept at it for four years. We know it's all fake. And, of course, what also is fake is the whole Trump tax thing. Remember Rachel Maddow? Maybe you don't because everyone else might have more of a life out there than I do. But you remember Rachel Maddow said she got Trump's tax return and she was all excited. Oh, this is huge news, breaking news. I got the tax. It ended up being nothing. It ended up making, look, making Trump look b good, in fact, not, not bad. Well, this is all phony stuff. Russia, taxes, all phony fabricated stuff. All of it. Yet the Hunter Biden story can be real. It may be real. This is what I've been talking about all along, though. Well, we cannot trust the mainstream media anymore. 
We can't trust them on anything. We can't trust them on Trump. We can't trust them on Biden. We can't trust them on COVID. We can't trust them on the Ukraine and Russia now. We simply can't trust them at all. At all. Because it's a fact of life, people. That most of the people running these stations are liberals. Most of the people, not all of them. We've got Fox News. We've got, you know, talk radio. But most of them are Democrats. So they don't they they want Democrats to win. Look, this is human nature. You want your team to win, regardless of the job you have, whether it's politician or whether it's in the media. And remember, they're kind of interchangeable. People have gone back and forth through those professions too. So it's all they they want their team to win. They simply want their team to win. So they'll look for ways to make the stories and the narrative work for them. Their team, their cult, as I've called it, because that's what it is. When you act this way, it's acting in a cult, cultish manner. Your cult means everything. The facts don't matter. Reality doesn't matter. Right and wrong doesn't matter. Sometimes whether people live or die don't even matter. Your cult is everything, which is why I am proudly and independent, proudly and independent. So, it turns out this could be true now. We'll talk more about it in the coming days and weeks as more information comes out. And I really have to read up on it more because I'm, I'm admitting I really didn't think much about it. Even though I knew it could be real, it could be real stuff because the media lies, the left-wing media lies a lot. And I knew it could be real. But now they're finally admitting it, 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 it might be. And that simply would be because the election's over. And now maybe the proof, maybe the evidence is so overwhelming that they can't not admit it anymore. This is a constant now. We're seeing, we're seeing this constantly. There's a consistent thing now with the media where we say one thing. They call us crazy conspiracy theorists, and six months, a year, two years, sometimes five, ten years later, they say, oh, no, 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 that might have been true once again. But this is – they know we're not lying when we first say it. They knew we weren't lying about we, – when we said Russia was a hoax and texting was a hoax and, and – uh, and it was all just to get Trump and Trump deranged with them and, and masks didn't work and lockdowns wouldn't work and vaccine passports didn't work and the vaccines wouldn't do what they said they would do. They knew all along that was the truth, but they wanted to call us crazy so they can get what they wanted. So they can get what they wanted, whether it was even for a year or two years, they get exactly what they wanted. They could get 80, 90 percent of people vaccinated in most places, right? They could lock small businesses down for a year and destroy them, right? Part of the Great Reset. They could get vaccine passports. In some places, they were on for three or four months. In places like San Francisco, seven months. So they can get it done as long as they can before the truth really comes out. And then we see the media say, well, you know, maybe masks didn't work, right? In the New York Times, once again, the Times, just right a week ago, that maybe these mandates and regulations really didn't do anything. Now, a year from now, they'll say, not only did that do anything, they were negative. They caused more harm than good. Of course, this is what we said starting two years ago when they called us crazy conspiracy theorists. So this is the pattern from the media. Deny what we're saying is true, call us crazy, get what they want for a certain period of time, and then say, well, you know what? <clears throat> Upon further review, it's like, you know, with the NFL, and the ver- review in, in, in uh, sports. Upon further review, we've looked at it closer. Nah, maybe, you know. Maybe we were wrong. They don't say wrong, though. They say new evidence, right, upon further review. New evidence. Even though what a review is, basically, is just a further look 
at what everyone else was seeing in real time, right? There's no, there's no new evidence. It's just taking a closer look at everything that was happening. So this is, this is the bullshit from the mainstream media. This is the bullshit. This is why they cannot be trusted on anything. And they have to be assumed to be wrong. When they say up, we have to assume it's down. When they say right, we have to assume it's left. And it's a horrible, in a way, cynical way to have to be. But we're just responding to evidence. We're just responding to recent events. That's it. So when there's a story, as I transition to the Ukraine for a few minutes, when there's a story about people being on a breadline and being shot dead on a breadline, I have to doubt it. I know people out there are screaming, no, no, there was an American. I also doubt that. I, 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 I doubt everything. I, I question everything. I question the idea of Russian soldiers killing people standing for food. Okay. I also question an American being on a breadline in the Ukraine. He was there supposedly for his wife, they say, and she was sick, and he was there. Maybe. Maybe. Isn't this a horrible way to have to be? But I don't have any other choice at this point. I don't have any other choice at this point. And we know, like I've talked about many times, each country has a propaganda machine. Right? They want to win the propaganda war. It's not even the information war. Someone said the Ukraine wins the information war. No, I think they're winning the propaganda war. But that's part of war, right? All's fair in love, war, and what? Politics, right? So, but everything has to be taken with salt, not just a grain of salt anymore, with like a pound of salt. A pound of salt. Because we have been lied to and deceived so much. That when things don't pass, the, something else that doesn't pass the smell test. Look, if anyone wants to respond to me, I wish I had a call-in show, and one day I believe I will. We'll, we'll get that going. Well, you can talk to me directly. I might even do one of those crazy Twitter things. What is that? When people go live and they have rooms. So we can talk. People listen to the show. And I'm, I have, I have, I'm starting to gain actual, real, regular listeners, believe it or not, can respond. But if anyone out there can tell me, that I'm lying, or that I'm wrong, and has, have, has real solid proof. Once again, when the Ukraine says something or Russia says something, we need to verify it. What we're seeing mostly is stuff that's not verifiable. Why is nothing verifiable anymore? Why is nothing verifiable anymore? In fact, with every report I'm hearing the Ukraine says or Russia says, not verified, not verified. Why don't we have people who can verify things anymore? So now I have to just use something called a smell test. Does it pass the Does it pass the smell test? So there was that city. I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. There's so many different cities in the Ukraine. Um, the only one I knew before this, like most people, was was Kiev, and that's even wrong. It's Kiev. So, but the the city where they said the 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 mayor was abducted. Okay. So supposedly a mayor was abducted, and they have video. It's very quick video. It's very quick grainy video of a mayor being abducted. By people thrown into a van or something with tape around his mouth. And now I hear yesterday that this mayor's back in power because he got rescued by who? Liam Neeson? So now it's not passing the smell test. Now I'm thinking this is the Ukraine making it, faking an abduction, making the Russians look bad, and then saying they came to the rescue. They're also heroic. So you make the Russians look bad. Why you have to make up shit, I don't know, because Putin's already kind of nuts, right? 
He's already doing, he's obviously doing horrible things. There's no doubt he's doing horrible things. Forget about politics or reasoning or, or global initiatives or his, his, his worldview. He's doing terrible things. You don't have to make, why do you have to make anything up? That's my feeling on this now, is that the Ukraine faked this abduction to make it look like the Russians abducted this poor little mayor, and now they're so powerful, the Ukrainians, so heroic, they've come to the rescue and rescued him. This all took place over the course of, what, a week, week and a half? So did someone call the, 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 the abduct? <laughs> How did they even know who did it? How did they rescue him? Where is it? Where's the rescue? Who are the rescuers? Had they been, inter- had they been interviewed? Has the story been talked about, the details of this? Look, I don't want to harp on this one thing, but this is a big thing. Because this goes towards propaganda and what you can believe and what you can't believe. You know, it's like people who lied about people dying of COVID. Oh, I knew 17 people who died of COVID. Yeah, okay. All right, yes. Sure, the percentages were 0.002, and you know 17 people who died of COVID. Why make it up? People died. So why make it up? Why have to make why make it seem worse than it is when it's already bad enough? We know people died. It was a respiratory virus and people died. The way people died of a lot of other viruses and diseases in the past. Why make things up? Because when you make things up, when you say things that don't pass the smell test, you're just making it worse for your narrative. You're making it worse for your point of view. Because then we can't believe anything. It makes us doubt everything. It really does. And we have just a lazy press. So you report the mayor's abducted. No, don't verify it. Don't interview anybody. Then you report he's been rescued. No, don't verify it. Don't interview anybody. It's just all too neat and clean and all too easy. Did someone call the abductors and say, I have a very, I have a very specific set of skills? I have a very specific set of skills. You'll either let him go or you'll die. Is that what happened? Are we going to hear that happen now? Three cheers for my Liam Neeson impersonation. Remember when Neeson went crazy about the... I'm, 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 this is on, I'm going on a tangent here. But remember when Neeson went crazy at the beginning of de Blasio's administration because he wanted to end the horses in Central Park? He wanted to take the horses out of Central Park. He said it was abuse, animal abuse. And Neeson went crazy. And he went on all these talk shows. Don't, don't mess with our horses, don't mess with the horses. You know. Anyway, anyway. So that's the thing. How, how do you? How, you'll verify things. I can't believe them anymore. Especially these crazy stories. Mariupol, Mike. At least it didn't happen while I was sleeping. It didn't. It didn't take eight hours. So Mariupol, the mayor of Mariupol. And I swear I didn't Google that. It just popped into my head. Mariupol, Kiev, Lviv, uh, Odessa. At least we've learned Ukrainian geography. Um, so, it, it, once again, I, I, I'm really trying to not be this way. And maybe people, like I said, can come on my Twitter at Kachopoli Mike, Mike Unleashed is my handle. And tell me, why sh- should I not be so cynical? Maybe I'll do a poll. Should I be cynical or not cynical of the news coverage of the war? Because they've lied about everything, man. I mean, they've lied about everything. I'm just going to go back. I can go back two years. I can go back 10 years. I can go back two decades. They're lying about everything these days. We can't believe anything. Iraq, weapons of mass destruction, Saddam Hussein, 9-11, connections to 9-11, uh, you know, uh, COVID masks, vaccines, pa- vaccine passports, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, everything. 
Everything has been lied about. They've lied about everything. And it's very hard, even though I want to trust what I see, I want to, you, I think that's human nature. We want to trust, we want to believe what we see. We don't want to be so cynical. And God knows there are enough Americans who are just so lazy and lack critical thinking abilities that they do believe everything they see and hear. You know, there are people who watch Fox and believe everything they see and hear, and there are people who believe, watch MSNBC and CNN and believe everything they see and hear, Right? And everything Fox says is either right or, or terrible. Everything CNN and MSNBC says is either right or terrible. There's no gray area. It's all very black and white. And, of course, that's absolutely stupid. But, you know, I can, cer- I can certainly say that Fox News has certainly over the last two years, when you're talking about covered of COVID, have been totally on the right side of history and telling the truth a lot more than the rest of the media, especially CNN and MSNBC. And the news networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. So lately, yeah, for sure. But now we're getting into this coverage of Ukraine. And, I, you know, I, I, I think it's great because at least, unlike at CNN, MSNBC, where all the lefties are totally Russia-hating now and want to go to war and want World War III, at least on Fox News, it's, you know, you've got at least a few people there. Even Sean Hannity said tonight, he made it clear he made it clear no-fly zone can't happen and boots on the ground can't happen. I was glad to, to hear him say that because I wasn't quite sure that was his point of view. But this is crazy too, right? Fox News, the right station, the right-leaning station, We had there were more people who were against this war. There were more people who were against escalating it and getting into a full, you know, full-out war and full-out Russia-Putin hatred and then on the left at CNN, MSNBC. There are people on Fox who at least see the shades of gray in this, and on the left they're not seeing. Once again, it's all black and white. It's all Putin's evil must be destroyed, even if it takes World War III, which is, of course, bat crap, crazy, insane. And so, lately I'm trusting Fox News more. Um, Absolutely, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But, you know, there was the Iraq War and the lead-up to the Iraq War in which they were totally wrong. Everyone was was totally wrong. And it's, it's getting to the point now where I think we really, and even Fox News reported on this Mario Paul Mayer abduction and his rescue and hasn't gone any further into it with any kind of investigations or questioning that story. And the same thing with the Breadline Massacre. No investigation, no questioning that story. I think they showed some blurred images, blurry images, probably blurred on purpose, of people lying on the ground. But what does that mean in a war zone, people lying on the ground? could be anything it could be anything look the news media has gotten so lazy we're gonna do a whole week on this how how lazy the news media has gotten you know when it comes to actually investigating stories and verifying stories and verifying the truth and if they find they're not true talking about that and 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 exposing stories as not being true and we're not seeing any of that now we're not seeing any of that now you know, and I think it's just ty- I think it's just more people being cynical, a natural effect of more people being cynical and tired of all this, that there's not at all the same, and of course not our country. There's not there's not the same total hundred percent forceful, you know, all in the way it was with Iraq, where everyone was behind the U.S. and everyone was behind Bush. 
and all the news media, Dan Rather, remember? Uh, Chris Matthews, we're all neocons now, whatever the hell he said. You know, th- there's, not, there's not that push anymore. There's not that same push to get behind Ukraine and, and Zelensky and Zelensky and give him, you know, the we- to give him the weapons and to give him the no-fly zone and to go all in. And I think that's just people being totally tired of this shit, right? Totally tired of war, totally tired of going into other countries, totally tired of us getting in other countries' business and being the policemen of the world and not taking care of our own problems here. So I think that just, that's, just, that's just like dumb luck. That's just dumb luck that there is at least some, a little bit of hesitancy among some people here. A little bit of hesitancy to not do everything you know, uh, the hero, in quotes, you know, Zelensky wants done. But we, you know, we're, we're just in a very dangerous place with the media in this country. A very dangerous place. Very dangerous. When you can't, when you can't believe anything you hear. And it makes you seem, see, the problem is, is it makes you seem uh, heartless, right? It makes you seem heartless. Mike, come on. This mayor was abducted and he was freed. And come on, Mike. And then all these people were killed. And Mike, are you heartless? You don't care? No, no. I care about the truth. I can handle the truth. I can handle the truth. (laughs) I want the truth. That's all. And if that's true, awful, disgusting. Not the the thing with the the breadline, if it's true, if is Nazi-like. I mean, it's 100% Hitler-like. The mayor abduction thing, if it's true and they rescued him, wow, what a story. But look, let's just go back to the first story we heard, right? Which they don't talk about anymore. It only happened 21 days ago, not 21 years ago, with the 12 soldiers on the island when they told the Russians to go fuck you and the Russians killed them all and that never happened. They're all alive. Just go back to that first story three weeks ago, right? Once again, lies, propaganda. Not verified, and the media ends up with egg on its face and doesn't seem to care and just goes to the next story. Right? Just where they ended up with egg on their face on masks and vaccines, and they just go to the next story. They talk about spring breaks and, and, and breakouts of COVID and, and uh, biker conventions and breakouts of COVID that never happened. They say it's going to happen, never happens. They never do a mea culpa, and they go on to the next lie again. The next lie and the next lie and the next lie and the next lie. And this has got to end. This has got to end. If we need to remake the whole media, if we need to fire all these idiot assholes and bring in new people, hire new people, then that's what has to be done. Once again, why make things worse than they are? We have Putin in his own words. These are his words. These are his, his words saying he wants to cleanse people. Russians that don't agree with him. It's true that you can get a year in jail for protesting the war. It's true this woman who was on TV protesting it can get 10, 15 years in jail. It's true if, if, you know, if, if Putin could do worse to her, he probably would, but she's too visible now. Putin just said yesterday, the day before, that Russians who don't agree with this war and protest it are, what did they say? Something like you spit them out, you, you spit on them. They're like a fly that gets in your mouth and you spit it out. I mean, it's disgusting. So this is like real stuff. Why make stuff up? You don't have to make anything up. And if you didn't make it up, we'd trust you more. That's all I can say. 
Um, we'll get more into next week. We're going to go into some film reviews now to take a breather and enjoy the weekend. But, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, they're starting to talk about COVID again. Crazy news outlets like The Atlantic, fake news outlets are starting to talk about next wave. And Fauci's talking about locking down again and masks again and vaccine passports again. It's happening again. And it's only March. And they're talking about it happening like in the spring and summer. We're not, not have to wait till the fall. What we have to do to eliminate these people totally from our conscience. Eliminate them totally from our from our reality and not even think about them anymore, all right? It's like they don't exist. How do we need to get to that point where the, where the Welenskis, uh, why does his name have to be so close to hers? The Welenskis and the Fauci's don't matter anymore. They are eliminated from our vocabulary. They don't matter. We have to get to that point because they will never let this end. And if it wasn't for those midterms, the Democrats probably wouldn't either. Okay, we'll talk about more next week, but I want to get in the last five minutes. I want to get to film reviews. One, the first one I saw, uh, it's on streaming. It's about 10 years old, I believe. It's called Compliance. Now, I normally wouldn't review a film that old, but this really, really needs to be. If you haven't seen Compliance, it's almost like a modern-day Milgram experiment. You know, Milgram, he was the guy where they did the experiment where they, they put people behind the wall and they, they had people on each side, and one person had a zapper, and they would zap it. They would be told to zap the people on the other end. Now, the, on the other side of the wall were actors. They didn't know that. They were actors, and they would go, ah, ah, and they'd zap them, and they'd be told, no, zap them harder, zap them harder, and people would do it. Some people would, some people wouldn't. Some people questioned authority, some people didn't. So that was the Milgram experiment, a very famous experiment. You should look it up. There are also a couple of uh, documentaries on it. Well, Compliance is a film that takes place in modern times, that takes place in a resta- in, in a uh, fast food place. Evidently, there was, a, there was a whole bunch of this going on where someone would call up the restaurant manager, claim they were the police, claim one of their employees stole something from a woman. They would say, the woman is with me now in our police station. And they would make the, the manager of the store interrogate the employee. And it would get to the point where they'd have him stripping them down. And it even got into sexual assault and sexual – and basically the whole film is how far these people would go thinking there's an authority figure on the other end of the line telling them what to do. It's a really good film. It's incredibly tense. It's called Compliance. And the manager is, a, is an older woman, a middle-aged woman, let's say, and the, and the employee is a young blonde girl. And it plays out with this interrogation where she thinks the policeman is on the other end of the line. It's not. It's a prankster pretending to be a policeman. And evidently this happened several times in different, different places. And these people took orders. They took orders. And it went incredibly far into incredibly dark places. Very tense film and really, really pertinent now, obviously. It's called Compliance. I recommend it. Uh, the two films in theaters, one is called Compartment Number 6. And this is kind of a, a Finnish film. It's Finnish-Russian. It takes place in, directed by a Finnish director, it takes place in Russia. Um, on a train, a woman who lives in, she's, she's from Finland, and she's uh, living in Moscow, and she decides to go on a trip north to the Arctic to see some paintings, some rock paintings. And on the train, she meets a, uh, a Russian man, and a, a relationship of sorts in, uh, develops. It's a film that starts out very slow, but once it gets going, it's fantastic. It really is. I mean, the production design is fantastic. You know, you got that cold... Russian weather, snowy, 
you know, it's vodka dripping. It's and and the, and the relationship between the the man, the woman, the Finnish woman, and the Russian man is is not a what you consider a uh, ordinary relationship. It's a it's 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 kind of uh, extraordinary in a lot of different ways. Um, I won't get into it. I won't spoil anything. But it's 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 a film really that's about the journey being much more important than the destination. What happens along the journey in life, being and it's got it has a lot of symbolism. Um, it's a great Finnish Russian uh, co-production, and it's called Compartment Number Six, and I give it a B plus. A film I just saw tonight before seeing before the, coming on the air here is uh, called Alice, and this is about a woman who is on a, a slave plantation. It takes place on a slave plantation. Uh, there are 12 slaves, and there's a slave master. And the first half of the film takes place on this plantation, and we get the stuff we've seen before in in, in films about slaves, you know, with the horrible slave owner and, and the, uh, uh, the way he treats his slaves, very tense, very gripping stuff. And then the film takes a turn about halfway through, and I don't want to give away what happens. I don't want to give away what happens halfway through. It's a total change of pace and change of direction. And unfortunately, the film kind of falls apart. It really could have worked if the film wasn't so simple-minded, if it wasn't so literal, if it didn't take itself so literally. And if it worked a little bit more, when it, when it takes that twist, when it goes in a different direction, if it really explored that in a way that wasn't so simple-minded and literal and... All the tension we feel in the first half of the film, all those plantations, kind of dissipates. And the film could have had so much to say. There are so many kind of half-baked ideas that aren't played out because the screenplay is so weak. The acting is, 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 is really good. In fact, the leads are very good, especially Alice. But unfortunately, it's a film that really could have... It could have been a really good film if it had looked at the complexities more and if you compare what happens in the second half of the film to the first half of the film if, if it had if it had if it had really if it had really delved into those into that the storyline of what could have been what could have been i'll say all i can say is the film plays with time a little bit but then it then it doesn't and it should have played with time more it should have it should it should have gone in in the more of the uh you know, and maybe more of a, uh, I could say, alternate reality or science fiction direction instead of the just simplistic direction it goes in. And it doesn't play out any of its themes, any of its possibilities. Like I said, it's kind of half-baked and dropped, and the film in the end has really nothing to say. It just becomes kind of a very standard revenge film. And it's unfortunate because this is the kind of film that it could have been good. It could have been good if only the screenplay was better, if only the writers took more chances and really fleshed out their ideas more. Unfortunately, they didn't. So the film is a failure. I give it a C. Okay, so that's it. That's uh, And Let's Be Heard for Friday. Have a great weekend. Remember, Monday's show will be John Dennis, uh, the chair of the San Francisco Republican Party, who's running against Nancy Pelosi. It's going to be a great conversation. I want you to tune in. This is Mike Cachopoli, and remember, remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you Monday.